Hello, friends. Dr. Joseph coming to you for day six of our podcast through 1 John, going through our Love is the Brand series. And so I'm going to be reading to you today 1 John chapter 2, verses 12 through 14. I'm going to be reading out of the New International Version. So here we go. Let's jump in. I'm writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. This is an interesting uh, passage. It's almost kind of a, a little bit of an interlude here in that John just kind of stops in the midst of what he's writing about, and he gives just his purpose in even writing the letter. And whenever we hear this, we can think, well, you know, is he talking about specific people? But really what John is referencing here that a lot of commentators agree with is he's talking about states of spiritual maturity. He's not writing to specific children or specific fathers. Instead, he's talking about spiritual little children and spiritual fathers that we have and spiritual young people. And what, what does that mean? Well, we're going to dive into that. And so let's, uh, let's go kind of break this down verse by verse. Look, If you look again at verse 12, he says, I'm writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. You know, that's something that uh, we rejoice in. And, and in fact, I, I think about the, the term that Jesus would use, and we hear it used as well, this childlike faith, unless one comes to me as a little child, right? Well, what happens uh, whenever a child receives something, uh, receives a gift? What do they do? They rejoice. They, they celebrate. And that's the way that it ought to be whenever we stop and we think about our salvation. I, I remember one pastor said at one time, I never want to forget what it was like to be lost and then to be saved. What a great truth for us to just be reminded of today of may we never lose, as another uh, another evangelist said, may we never lose the wonder of salvation. Let me ask you, sometimes in your life, have you lost the wonder? Have you lost sometimes the just the amazing thing to just stop and think about of of how God has saved us and how we've been forgiven of our sins. I mean, that's a wonderful truth to always remember and to carry with us. And, and so, uh, you know, that's something we rejoice in. That's something we rejoice in with others. And what a great celebration that that is. And, and as little children, as spiritual children, you know, we, we carry that with us. We, we carry that celebration with us to, to always remember that wonderful day whenever our sins were forgiven. And, and I think it's important for us to see as well, it's on account of his name, or some translations say, for his sake, right? It's, it's not about us. Our salvation was not about us. It, our salvation is for God's glory, is for God's purpose in that. And so we are to always re remember that. Now, listen to what he goes on to say in verse 13. We're going to kind of break this down in two parts. He says in the first part of it, I'm writing to you fathers. Once again, he's talking to spiritual fathers because you know him who is from the beginning. And we see this even later on in, in verse 14 again. He says the same, same phrase, 
uh, I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. And so it's this uh, repetition of, of what he's giving here is that uh, just like there are spiritual children, we can have spiritual fathers. And our spiritual fathers are those that uh, they are those that are rooted in Christ, those that are, uh, they have gone through some of the spiritual battles that have existed. They are, they are people that are rooted deep in Christ. They know who Christ is. They know about their salvation, but they're also willing to pass along uh, the truths of God's word. And and I think about that so often of, um, there's a uh, a wonderful statement that's out there, and it always reminds me of this: is that um, you know uh, uh, a real sign of maturity are people that plant seeds for trees that they know that will provide shade that they'll never get to sit in. And I think about that. I think that's a really interesting way to think about spiritual maturity: is that I'm passing along the gospel. I'm passing along God's truth. Uh, to people, to things that I may never see the fruit of what they bring about. I may never get to experience the shade of it, but what do I do? I want to leave a legacy, a lasting legacy for the glory of the Lord. And, and so how do we know that? Is that we, because we have this rooted faith that is stuck with us from the beginning, it's been with us. We know God who is from the beginning. We know more of God, not just intellectually, but also in our life. We can speak to his faithfulness. We can speak to his presence. We can speak to his abiding in us. I think of sometimes just the conversations that I've had with different people along the way, and they've had these moments of just real spiritual maturity where they've just grown individually and a lot of the times that in which they've grown individually has been from these places where they've been challenged to grow up Uh, they've also gone through some battles they've gone through some things and they continue to see the faithfulness of God and what a way to live is just abiding in the faithfulness of God and that's just such a great truth to just pass along uh, in that way and then let's look here at the last part of verse 13 he says I'm writing to you young men, because you've overcome the evil one. Going again to verse 14, look at what he says here at the very beginning, or in, I'm writing to you, young men, because you're strong, and the word of God lives in you. Now, uh, we kind of have these ends of the spectrum. We have little children spiritually. We have uh, fathers spiritually that exist, but then we have these young men, young men and women in this. And and the way that John describes them is he talks about they've overcome the evil one. They have, uh, they're strong and the word of God lives in you. And, you know, I want you to think about, you know, when it comes to a a battle that's being fought, right? If there was uh, a situation happening, somebody was to go be put out to to war today, you know, we're we're not going to put little children out to war. Right? We're not going to put older people out to war. No, it's going to be the young people. I mean, that's, that's why it's called selective service, right? There's a certain age, all those things that, that people are selected as a part of that, to be a part of the draft or whatever it is. 
Well, why do we do that? Because they are typically the most fit. They're typically the ones that are ready to engage in battle in that way. And I think about that of what it comes to uh, to us as uh, sometimes people that we're, we're, not, we're not at that place of where we are uh, fully rooted. We're growing in God's word. We're continuing to grow. We're continuing to see God's word just planted in our lives, rooted in our lives. It's going deeper. And what are we going to do sometimes? We're going to continue to put off our old way of living, and we're putting on more of Christ. It's really this place of growing in sanctification is that big church word, but growing to look more like Jesus every day. And what is that going to require? It's going to require us that, you know, we're not going to give in to temptation. We're going to have protections that are part of our life that we're not going to give in. And and so we can look back at the battles that we've been through. We can see how God has worked through those battles because, wow, we've overcome the evil one. We know that we have strength in the Lord, right? We can stand strong as servants of the Lord. We can stand strong in him. And then we know as well that the word of God lives in us. We find our sufficiency in Christ. We find our strength in Christ, right? We we find that he supplies all of our needs. We don't have to go to these temptations of the world. And whenever we have that kind of life that we're living, right, all that's going to do is just build up in us faithfulness, faithfulness, faithfulness more and more. And we start to live for the glory of God and for the honor of him more and more in our lives. And so it's really this beautiful passage just kind of stopping and looking at of, you know, who's John addressing? Who's he talking through here? But also, where do you fit in this spectrum? Right? Are, are you a, maybe somebody you would say, you know what, I'm new to the faith. I'm young in the faith. And you know what sometimes we want to do? We want to just stay as, as spiritual children. You know, I'm, I'm just not going to take that next step. I'm going to just stay here as long as possible. And I think we have this tendency sometimes to just stay spiritual children for as long as possible. We don't want to grow up. And friends, I want to tell you, that's not the way that we're designed to live. We're designed to grow in Christ and and to understand what it means that Christ supplies all of my needs, to understand that he gives me strength and to understand that he is sufficient. The word of God is sufficient for my life. And then to reach this place where we are just rooted in our faith and we're passing it on to the next generation. My prayer is that you find yourself somewhere along that spectrum and you begin to grow and grow and grow towards that next step. Listen, guys, God bless you. Look forward to the next time we have a chance to connect here on our podcast and continue just to dive into God's word together. God bless you and talk to you soon.